You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. So, uh, Jason, um, you are the the creator and gaffer of the Tayport Breakers Baseball Club up in Scotland. Uh, thanks for coming on. Like we are just talking off air, we're going to try my best not to make it sound like John and Jason's um, <laughs> exact word-for-word word interview. I hope we bring something new to it because um, they did a fantastic job. And if you haven't heard it, I will leave links in the show notes uh, over at Ballcaps and Bagpipes. Um, do you want to tell us a bit then about yourself, Jason, about some of your, your home and family life and how you got um, interested in baseball? Yeah, so um, I played baseball as a kid um, in the States and then got into other sports as I got older. Um, primarily American football was my main. Uh, and then I got into other things like um, I did powerlifting and I did field events for track and field. Um, and then later on, I got, I got into, you know, after high school, uh, I got a little bit into boxing and some other things, um, and then just did a complete 180 and did uh, a lot of theater and a lot of music and, uh, you know, some other things, um, kind of along the way. Uh, so, you know, kind of have a little bit of a jack of all trades, master of none, uh, situation, you know, uh, kind of dabbled in several things over the years but uh now i ended up coming to scotland um for my master's degree in 2010 uh, where i met my wife in edinburgh and uh pretty much been here ever since uh edinburgh then glasgow and now uh over to fife so um yeah that's it <laughs> so you did the, you did technical writing at, at university was it um so I have a master's of science of English, uh, mm -hmm. which, um, does me nothing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but essentially, um, no. So I, currently, um, I am teaching in Glasgow, um, online, uh, since the pandemic. Um, I, I did teach face-to-face -face prior to that, but I do primarily teach online now. Um, and, uh, so I, I teach, uh, postgraduate students who are looking to, uh, enter into some some more of the technical writing but 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 really it's it's, it's just uh essentially an english teaching position uh, yeah. currently yeah okay and um, so when you when you were studying and growing you, you said that you, you flipped 180 from doing lots of sports and athletics and powerlifting and field events to then going to theater and music what was it that then attracted you to doing the latter well i've i kind of always did both um and then it just seemed to be, you know, in the U.S. where American football is concerned, um, you know, we don't have any adult rec leagues for that. You know, um, nobody's going to risk, uh, you know, we don't have the NHS. <laughs> so it's yes. 10 grand for an ambulance ride. Nobody's going to uh, risk their, their nine to five uh, or their, you know, their job or their or the stake of their family for some weekend action. So, um, you know, pretty much after high school, if you don't go college and then don't go pro, you're done with football. Um, and I, like I said, I, I was doing a lot of other things at the time I got into, um, I worked in the camping industry for about a decade. 
Um, and you know, I was, I was still involved with, with, with kids sports. That's kind of where I got into the whole youth coaching aspect of things, everything from, um, I was a whitewater rafting instructor. I, I was the athletic director for the camp. And so, you know, I, I got to play and take an interest in a lot of sports that maybe otherwise I wouldn't have been exposed to, like, um, just because I was kind of there in a leadership role with people who did have the experience with a lot of different sports. Um, you know, baseball being one of them, uh, one of my good friends from college ended up coming and, and he was a big baseball guy. Um, and he was our coach there for the camp. And so, um, you know, I had not at that time picked up a baseball glove or bat, you know, in, in, in a couple of years, uh, and, and kind of picked it up again, um, through that arena, um, and then I did end up coming back and playing some like, you know, kind of local league softball and that kind of stuff, you know, just here and there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was more of an opportunity choice rather than, a, you know, any kind of hard decision as to, you know, do I stop or do I not? Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, most sport in the U S is, you know, it's, it's a money game, you know? Uh, so, um, if you're not doing it for money, you're probably not doing it. Yeah. Um, after, at least after high school. Yeah. yeah. So with, with that, like Vassaray sports, you did try then. Have you been able to keep up with any of those uh, while you're in Scotland? Like I'm probably guessing white wafter rafting is not exactly the uh, easy thing <laughs> to do, but yeah. No, um, you know, I've, I've, I've managed to do a couple of things like while I was at uni um, and then, uh, you know, kind of always, always available to do different things. Again, still, still very much working with different youth programs. Uh, just recently uh, finished up locally here in Fife, uh, working with uh, uh, some of the youth there um, over the summer. And, 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 and so that was, um, that was good. That was, that was a fun experience. And I was able to do a little recruiting for our, uh, baseball youth program as well so uh, that's always helpful <laughs> yeah we're getting too far ahead of ourselves how is the the youth have you, have you found that um quite a difficult thing to to get off the ground uh, with a, a youth baseball team in Fife no actually I, I was really uh, pleasantly surprised um you know when we when we started out with with the club it was it was just going to be an adults thing you know um, and then I had a lot of uh, Tayport specifically. There are a lot of young families that are moving to the area now. Um, and they recently just opened up a great uh, facility here. And so I had a lot of parents asking me or calling me regarding uh, youth programs, you know, really before we even decided to set one up. Um, and then, um, you know, so we we try to do as much as possible um, it, from kind of a diplomatic point of view. So, you know, we, at that time, we kind of put it to the board and, 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 and talked about it. Um, and we had some, you know, obviously some of our guys, our dads as well. And, you know, they, they were keen to have the opportunity to get their kids involved. Yeah. Um, Jake DeBurka is one of the uh, main ones there. He's, he, he's been uh, a big part of the youth program, you know, since we really started it. Um, and, and then since then, you know, we've got, a you know, several other dads, uh, 
um, you know, David and Rob and, um, and Paul now as well, you know, they all bring their kids. And, and, and so it's great because you got guys there that have the baseball knowledge, you know, um, that are more than happy, you know, to, to, to help coach, you know, cause they're going to be there with their kid anyway. So, uh, so it was just, it was just one of those things that just kind of went hand in hand and it, it wasn't planned, but it was kind of one of those happy, happy accidents. And, um, probably the biggest surprise was that we got so many young, young kids. I mean, we, we wanted to have, and are still looking to have, um, you know, eventually enough kids in each age bracket where we can do something similar to like what you see in the States where you have T-ball and then coach pitch and then, you know, kind of a proper little league system. Yeah. Uh, but so far, um, I'd say that, that the majority of our kids that are coming are, are more kind of the T-ball age, which, you know, is great. And we do have some in the other age groups, but it doesn't really allow us to kind of split the group kind of how we had pictured it oh, yeah. early on. So we kind of end up running it more of like a camp scenario where we're kind of just all together. And based on who's there that day, we might take a group of one age group over to a different part of the field and work on something. Uh, but we try to get everybody involved. Uh, we bought a little pitching machine this year. Um, and that's great because we can use, you know, different, um, you know, the kind of softer, uh, soft toss type things yeah. with the younger kids. And then with, you know, with, with the older ones when they're ready and we feel that they're, you know, kind of ready to move up that step, then we can, uh, you know, start introducing, a, you know, a little bit more higher skill level stuff with them. Um, and then we do our jamboree at the end of the year where we try and get all the youth programs from the different cities, Edinburgh, uh, Glasgow and Aberdeen all have youth programs that are great. But, uh, before last year, they hadn't really done much between the cities, you know? And so we do a jamboree every year. Um, it's going to be announced this week, actually, uh, trying to get flyers out for that. Um, but it is great last year. I can't remember how many kids we had out. I want to say somewhere 60 or 70 kids and wow. parents and, you know, it was, it, was, it was a big day. We set up, you know, uh, three fields um, out on the uh, out of Tom Waddell. And it, and it was like, uh, you know, ice cream and awards and everybody had a good day. And it was just, you know, it was what it was meant to be. You know, it's, it's yeah. what baseball is supposed to be for the kids. Uh, yeah. The adults just 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 play on the on the off days. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I've I've started helping out on the Wednesday nights at Manchester Baseball, and so I take my son who's now just turned five, and he he really likes it. Yeah. And like I said, like I'll never push him into it. If he says one day he doesn't want to go because he doesn't enjoy it, then I'll stop. I'm not going to force him to do it. Yeah. But luckily, he's really taken to it. Like taking to football, um, it's not really gone well with that. He's expressing interest in rugby, which I won't be too fussed by if he told that. It's quite a lot of it's where we live is quite a rugby rugby town. Yeah. Um, especially like only like two miles away from where we live is a Salford Reds rugby league stadium. Okay. So we've been watching them a few times. But he does really enjoy the baseball. And you can see like the hand eye coordination stuff. Yeah. Because cool. we're in, in the back garden, we've got like my tea and got some cones, he's all little batting stuff. And we, we play in there, do a bit of soft toss with him. And um, yeah, he loves it. Just really, really enjoys it. And I, if, if I'm doing a lot of stuff on a Wednesday with him, I don't mind missing out on a Thursday when I'm doing my own training. 
and for me baseball is a massive part of my week it's really good for me like mentally i just really really enjoy it but i found that i was a bit worried that i wasn't missing as much as i thought i was going to but and then i was just like well i'm still involved i'm still active within the club and doing stuff within the sport it's just a different thing and i just, I just do i just enjoy doing the, the just helping out and where, where i get my coaching badges and stuff about to go full full onto it but yeah, cool. there's, there's a lot of inspiring people at the moment within British baseball doing loads of stuff with kids like Will Linton down in London doing his T-Rex T-ball. Yeah. And seeing the, the things that they're doing and the kids just with smiles on their faces. It's just amazing. It's a great time to be getting the kids in the sport. Yeah, I've been following them a little bit as well. We Like I said, like, that's probably our biggest age group is kind of the five to seven range. Hmm. And it's great because, you know, I mean, they're out there, you know, catching butterflies in the outfield and then yeah. <laughs> and, and just, just being kids and just enjoying yeah. it. Um, you know, I mean, you get, you know, all the other side of, you know, trying to organize kids to do anything, you know, so you kind of got to kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. And I think that's one thing that makes it great here is that you don't like, because the parents don't typically have a knowledge of baseball at all or mm. very little, um, you don't tend to get the, um, you know, the helicopter parenting that you get with uh, little league baseball in the yeah. States, you know, you don't have crowds of people shouting abuse at umpires and coaches and, and, you know, there's not parental fights happening on the sidelines, you know, yeah. it's just about baseball and it's just about having a good time. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, our, our parents have been great and, you know, they, they tell their, their friends about it and, you know, it, it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg, you know, baseball should be for everybody, you know, yeah. and, and there should be no reason why, um, you know, why it's not available because it is kind of a pitch and play sport. I mean, it's, it's great to develop the field and that's something that we're constantly, you know, keep trying to do and find funding for, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, really all you need is a couple throw down bases and a ball and a bat, you know, and cut, yeah. you know, a team set of gloves and, and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, so what, what sort of advice would you have them for any teams that are looking to start a youth program? Um, just, just do it. <laughs> like, um, you know, set up, um, you know, look into, you know, what kind of sports are already available in your area and how parents find out about those. Um, you know, we've just started getting into schools a little bit as far as people sharing around our, our flyers and information, um, as well as we're hoping to, um, you know, to try and get some more of the older age range, you know, kind of the 11 to 13 range. Uh, we're looking to get even more involved with the school system, you know, to where, they're potentially, you know, busing kids over to us, you know, or, or, you know, or potentially we, we go to them, you know, for, you know, some kind of a field day type thing um, just to get more, more kids that, that are aware that, um, you know, while there's a lot to offer um, in this area in terms of sport, it never hurts to have another option because like you said, like, like, like kids are, especially young kids, um, they may not know what's out there, you know, and, and to give them as many options as possible, um, 
you know, everybody's not going to be into football. Everybody's not going to be into rugby all the time, you know, or maybe there's some kids that want to be into a lot of different sports, you know? Um, and so this is something that, that that's easily accessible. Um, and, and I think it's something that, that parents can appreciate as well uh, because maybe it doesn't have some of the, um, I guess, stigma that kind of goes along with, with maybe some sports that have been around longer yeah. uh, in the UK. Uh, so it's, it's, it's got kind of a freshness to it, uh, which I, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think it's great as well that these kids are getting these baseball memories early on because like, you probably see on football and rugby fields, kids watch it, idolize players and get into it. Don't really have that sort of accessibility over here where you can just go yeah. down to, we've, with the, we've been amateur grassroots, um, unless you're going down there watching your parent play. I think it's great what you're doing. Um, so what, what are your earliest memories yourself then of, of baseball? What, what was it that had sort of? uh probably the earliest memories like i said like like being from mississippi like uh we don't really have a lot of pro sports or mm. any, any pro sports really um we have we moved around quite a bit um when i was younger my dad was an athletic director and a coach and and and, and so we moved around maybe every two or three years uh when i was growing up so we but always within mississippi um and so kind of depending on where you are in the state it puts you a little closer to either some pro games that may happen in adjoining states, which I was able to go to as I got older. Um, but growing up as a kid, it was a lot more about college sports. I uh, went to see, and and certainly, you know, uh, recently, um, as well as when I was a kid, you know, I, I mean, two of the hottest teams in college baseball you know, they're both in Mississippi. I mean, you've got Ole Miss and you've got Mississippi State, the last two College World Series winners right there, you know. Yeah. Um, and I remember going to uh, Mississippi State baseball camp as a kid. And, and you know, that was that was probably like my first time kind of away from home. Uh, you know, you went and you stayed in the dorms and we thought that was cool when, in fact, they were just gross. Um, you know, but but, you know, you get to stay with your buddy and, it's 120 degrees outside and <laughs> uh, you're trading baseball cards at night and, and just kind of hanging out. Um, and it was, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then um, we had, when we lived closer to Jackson, we had um, the Jackson generals at the time. I, I think they're the Jackson Braves now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they, at the time they were the farm club for Houston I believe. And obviously now I think they're, they're, they're the Atlanta farm club. Um, so that was probably the closest, uh, you know, kind of major league ball that I was able to watch um, until, you know, until I was, I was an adult. Um, I, I lived briefly in, in Maine um, after college and got to see some minor league level baseball there. And, and, and that was great. But I think your smaller scale with like, like whether it's college or whether it's, um, you know, uh, not semi-professional, but, you know, kind of, kind of farm league stuff yeah. in a way that, that to me, that's almost a better experience, especially for a kid because there are no bad seats and nobody's too famous to give you an autograph. Yeah. You know, um, but 
you know, it's just, you know, fun stuff, you know, there's tons of mascots around and, and, uh, you know, things for kids to do, you know, kind of under the bleachers areas and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot there, you know, free, uh, free foam finger day or whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like whatever they're doing to try to bring people into the stadium that week, you know, as a kid, that's the kind of stuff that, that you remember. And yeah. you know, certainly going to those kind of things with my dad and with my brother were, uh, are, are, are great memories for me. Um, and then obviously the fact, you know, like that my dad was an AD, um, and a coach himself, you know, we were, we were always at the high school level, which, you know, um, I think that's probably the biggest difference here is that, is that even, you know, kind of the older kids, which are, which are coming into our program, we had, uh, two or three kids move up from our youth program into our single A, um, team this year, which, which is fantastic. That's what you want is, is, you know, them to kind of keep taking it forward. Um, but the fact that these kids that if they were in the States, you know, they'd be trying out for a JV team in a stadium that probably costs, you know, depending on where you go to school, I mean, I mean you know, uh, I kind of had the privilege of seeing kind of all, all sides of that from small one, a schools where the field might look like, you know, any other youth or little league field carved out of the dirt somewhere, you know, um, versus some of the big five and six A schools where, you know, they rival some junior colleges and college campuses, millions and millions of dollars spent on high school sports. Mm. So, you know, again, I mean, you know, to, to be able to maybe give kids a little bit of a taste of how, of how big it felt when I was a kid, and, and, you know, um, kind of give them that opportunity, you know, I think, I think that would be great. Yeah. Um, different anyway, something, yeah. something maybe they haven't seen before. Cool. Uh, how long has uh, Tayport Breakers been around now? Two years, three? Yeah, two and a bit, um, uh, kind of late 2019, the season was still going on. Uh, we had just recently moved here, um, and I was, I had thought at the time that I would go back in and, um, and do some coaching in American football, hmm. which is always dangerous because then, you know, you start thinking, well, maybe I can still play. So that's probably, a good, it was probably a good thing that that didn't happen because it certainly was time for me to, uh, to put, you know, to close that chapter. But, um, you know, so after that, I got to looking from Tayport, you know, I can, I can drive to Edinburgh. I can, I could go back, you know, with Glasgow, um, who I had played with, you know, with the three seasons prior to that. Um, or I can go over to Aberdeen and they're all kind of much of a muchness in terms of travel distance, you know, and was literally just kind of, you know, out walking the dog one day out in the commons. And I was like, could squeeze a field in here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, just, just, just started talking to some people made a little Facebook page and, you know, started contacting, you know, some people that have, you know, tried to get a, a, a team going in, in, in Dundee in the past, um, as well as maybe some people that might be interested in, um, you know, a team that's a little bit closer to where they live, you know, and, and, and just to kind of test the waters to see, who we might have. And we had a great response from that. And so, uh, so yeah, we, we kind of got off to a hot start and, you know, we thought that we were going to come thundering in and then COVID hit. You know? Yeah. 
And, and so it ended up being just kind of a hurry up and wait situation where we were literally just kind of training for a year and a half, almost two years, you know, and um, which is both good and bad. I mean, like, you, you know, you kind of start to wonder, all right, you know, are we ever going to be able to play any games? But we had so many guys that were coming in green that had never played. They might've been athletes from other sports. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was great to, you know, to see those guys kind of learn the game from the ground up, you know, yeah. um, and, and it's good to see it. And, and, and a lot of those guys are still around and, 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 and you can really tell, you know, the work that they put in and not only those years, but in the years since. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of a, a blessing and a curse there. Yeah. I was just going to ask, like, did, did, was there any chance that Tayport may have now got off the ground because of, of COVID or was it just always a, we're going to get through this and we're going to make something of it? <laughs> well, um, you know, kind of at the time that it hit, I mean, like I said, like, like the first steps that we took were, were to speak to the people in the community, you know, so we went to the, you know, to the Tayport uh, Council and and to, you know, kind of local area, uh, people who, who, you know, might be interested in giving us some, some support. Um, and so at that point, you know, it was, it was more than just myself who was tied up in it, you know, uh, a lot of those guys who came around in the early days, you know, um, they were really putting the work in. And so there was never any doubt. I don't think that we would not eventually field a team for a season. The question was just, when was that season going to be, um, you know, and in a way, you know, it like, we first started out, I mean, we had like 40 punters show up, you know, we were like, God, you know, like, what am I going to do with all these people? But, you know, eventually when you go through something like that, you really find out who wants to play baseball and who doesn't because people who were just there, you know, and, and to a degree, I mean, you know, that's something that all teams always have, you know, Um, but it was just on such a large scale that, you know, pretty quickly you find out, who really wants to play and who doesn't, um, you know, it, it's a, it's a tough league. It's a competitive league. So even when you're playing games, it doesn't get any easier. You know, certainly if anything, it gets a little tougher, you yeah. know, once you, once you start having some games against these guys that have been playing each other for, for years, um, you know, so it, it, it lets you know a lot about who you got on your team and um, you know, kind of lets you know, who you can trust to be there, you know, which, which was great. Yeah. How welcoming was the rest of Scottish baseball when they heard that you were starting a new team? A very, very welcoming. Um, you know, I, I had the, I guess the advantage of being in the league, you know, prior, I say being in the league, I was, you know, being a, a regular bench warmer for the, at the time, absolutely dominant Glasgow galaxy, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and, and, and was, and was glad to be there. You know, uh, those guys are a great bunch and, and, you know, playing against them now is, is, is always fun. We actually play them this weekend, you know, and it's, it's great to go back and see some old faces, but it was very much the same way, you know, Paul Convoy was very welcoming, uh, to the idea, uh, from, from the beginning. And, um, you know, he was one of the first people that I contacted as well. I was like, look, you know, what is the what is the protocol here as far as starting a club? You know, do, you know, do we have to go through some kind of uh, initiation year, you know, or whatever? 
Um, and so in a way, you know, now um, from league level, you know, th there's, there's a little bit more to starting a club than maybe there was. So we kind of snuck in there, you know, kind of just before they started making, you know, some, some real thoughts because the league itself is expanding and, and growing at a huge rate. And, yeah. um, you know, both, both before and even, you know, following COVID, you know, I, I think you're going to see it, you know, grow even more from this point. Um, and, you know, but it was great because I mean, he, I mean, he basically said, you know, are you going to be able to field the team? And, you know, if I'm being hundred percent honest, you know, at the time that he asked me that, you know, we had maybe four guys on the roster <laughs> and I was like, yep, we're going to have a team. No problem. Because I was just thinking, you know, I was like, okay, you know, we got 30 or 40 guys out. Um, surely I can get nine, <laughs> you know, nine to 12 is, is, is like what I was looking for in those early days. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll have a team. No problem. Um, you know, and then, yeah, you know, so, so, so from that, you know, given that, that little extra time that we had, you know, we, we were able to find some, uh, find enough players, you know, that really wanted to stick with it. And, uh, and, and it's just been great. So. So the, the club is now off to a hot start, which we're going to go over into a minute. But let's, can we go back a bit then when you, you're still forming a team? If you watch this on YouTube, um, you can see what's in the background. But for those that are listening to this on the pod, the Tayport Breakers logo is beautiful. It's this lovely, like, TB collage. Like, it looks very curvy and pretty. What's your colour scheme? How did you go around then um, designing your, your attire? What are the influences? Well, originally, um, we had the logo and the colours from my high school team. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, not even my high school team, the high school that I was teaching for uh, before I came back over here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, it was a T and I needed something to put on the uh, Facebook page. So I was like, yep, so this T now stands for Tayport. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just kind of played around with the coloring a little bit to make it just different enough. Um, and then last year we went to this, or well, well, I guess this year, uh, we went to uh, th this new logo, which I had my brother, uh, who is a, uh, a graphic designer. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he, he knocked that up for me and it's just been great because um, it was kind of a multi-level thing where uh, I don't have anything on with the full logo on it. But, but, but so like we've got kind of the full almost Mariners-esque uh, kind mm -hmm. of compass logo. Um, but then, you know, you're able just, just to do the lettering on some things, if you want something a bit more embroidery or anything like that. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been great to do that because it kind of opens the doors. The reason why we did the shift of, um, from that logo was that it was, it was obviously taken from, you know, that high school had taken it from a university hmm. and, you know, there were going to be issues with it in terms of marketing because there are a lot of opportunities that are out there, which we're looking into now, uh, which, which require you to be brandable, you know? So if, if you want to throw lines out to Adidas and Under Armour and, and, and whoever, you know, to, to say, Hey, you know, this is what we're doing. We're a nonprofit. We're trying to, 
you know, to, to grow the sport here in the UK, um, you, you, you yourself have to be marketable, brandable to them because obviously they're going to want to get something out of it too. Yeah. And they're not going to want to have to pay royalties on somebody else's logo. So, um, you know, that was, uh, that was kind of the reason for that switch there. Um, and, you know, we are always looking for ways to, uh, when we first started out, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money. And so we just kind of bought, uh, a, a team set of, of jerseys, you know, which didn't fit anybody, you know, correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we still use them, you know, they're, they're great shirts, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, people want something with their own name on it and something a little, a little flashier. So, True. you know, uh, we were, we were happy to be able to do that this year. Um, have you got your own uh, particular jersey number? Is there, is there a special meaning behind the number that you picked? Yeah, I wear uh, I wear twenty uh, for two reasons. One, it was it was the year of our actual first season uh, was twenty twenty. Um, even though it was a shortened season, uh, it's, it's it's still well. No, actually, actually, that wasn't even the shortened season. I think we managed to play three games in 2020 so i'm calling that our first uh our first season uh we played as many games as anybody else in 2020 we'll put it that way um but also it, it was it was my dad's number um i remember it's, it's really just kind of like one, one image that i have of watching i was small enough that i was looking through a chain link fence at first base and i just remember seeing him um kind of turn first base and, and running to second uh and, and and just seeing his his jersey number and you know who knows if that's actually real or i just made it up out of my child memory yeah, yeah. brain uh i'll have to ask him if that actually was his jersey number i'm, I'm pretty sure it was it was either 20 or 40 I don't, I don't remember which one but um but in my mind it was 20 so that's why i went yeah. with that that's cool and um, you said you talked sort of about dad being quite sporting was your mom sporting as well or was that where you got your sort of theater and creative yeah. stuff from? Yeah. So it, it was, it was, you know, she was always, you know, kind of the, uh, the theater and music side and, you know, dad had all the sports and, uh, you know, the hunting and fishing and all that. And, and so it was, it was good. You know, um, I think it's, it's always been kind of interesting to have both of those, uh, kind of aspects in my life. And, and yeah. I'm certainly glad to have all of those experiences, you know, some some better than others there's you know some things it just wasn't good at <laughs> did you ever like a tug of war trying to get into one thing over another or, or would it quite like embracing of, of both of you yeah well i mean they themselves are both you know really busy people and 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 so you know we kind of always had lots of stuff on you know between me and my brother we always had uh you know, somebody had somewhere they needed to go, whether practice or rehearsal for something or, or whether it was, you know, uh, training for a sport. Uh, we were always on the go. And um, no, I don't think there was ever any any bad blood there. They probably both wish I had paid a little more attention to my studies uh, <laughs> as, as things went forward and maybe less attention to some of these other things. But, um, you know, we all got there in the end. So, um, no, it's just really good to kind of have both of those things, you know, to be able to, uh, you know, have a bit of the arts as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you mates and your family think about you starting a baseball club in Scotland? Well, I mean, 
I don't think they thought much of it when I first said it, you know, because they just think, you know, kind of like, you know, local league softball or baseball at home. You know, yeah, you know, no biggie. Some guys playing baseball, but you know, I, I don't, I don't think they really understand the difference in that. You know, is that if there is a league and you want to make a team in the states, there is a baseball complex in every small town in America where there are five fields that are maintained by the city. Hmm. And you just go and you rent it, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, or at least there's some kind of little league field or a high school field or something, you know, it's a little bit different when you have to create all that, you know? Uh, and of course they, they probably thought I was out of my mind. Cause like I said, I've, I've never been, uh, you know, a great baseball player. Don't claim to be a great baseball player. Um, you know, that's why it was, it was super important for me to get people on board early on that, you know, that knew that, the ins and outs of the games, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I can look for funding and, and, you know, um, make the schedule happen. But as far as, you know, really knowing the game, I, I needed some other people. Uh, so yeah, all my friends and family back home probably thought I was a little bit crazy. Uh, it was like, why are you starting a baseball team? Do, do you know anything about baseball? It was like, you know, I know as much as anybody else. So, um, but again, you know, my big thing was, was that tie back to the youth is that, you know, um, uh, my wife and I, uh, just been blessed with our first kid and, yeah. you know, um, she's five going on six months now. And, oh, and wow. I want her, you know, to have baseball, you know, yeah. uh, when, when, she, when she gets to that age, just because I, I, I think every kid should have a little league experience, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, if they don't like it, you know, then that's fine. You know, we'll do something else and I'll be a, you know, a ballet dad or, 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 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, but it, it, it was a big part of my child of my childhood. <coughs> and, uh, it's just something that I wanted to have for my kids. And, and, you know, once we decided to stay here, it was like, if that's going to happen, you got to build it, you know? So, yeah, it's uh, kind of where it started. That's amazing. How are you how are you finding juggling parenting and all the baseball and, and all your work life all together? Because I, I I'm I'm part of a really good team, and I I still feel like burnt out and struggling at times. Yeah, uh, you know that that credit goes to my wife because she, you know, uh, is um, in, incredibly supportive of me spending a lot of my time, you know, whether it's going to training or to, um, you know, the youth stuff or, or, you know, going away every other weekend yeah, for games, <laughs> you know, uh, she's, she's always been super supportive, you know, maybe even when she didn't want to be. Uh, and, and, and so she gets the MVP for that, especially in, in, in the early days where we were literally, you know, scraping it out of the ground. Um, yeah, yeah. and you know, because, because our field location is, it's a, it's a common area. It's a, it's, it's a public area, which, which we've paid for, you know, the usage of and to make changes to, but ultimately, you know, it's, it's not like it's a chained off area where you can poison the base paths or mm -hmm. anything like that. You know, it, 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 people walk their dog there. People have their kids out there playing. Yeah. So, you know, uh, just, just trying to, to do the field maintenance, you know, it, it was really down to, 
uh, you know, down to myself and the guys on the team who were, you know, willing to come in and put in that extra effort, you know, um, and it was, uh, and it was completely down to them, you know, that it even happened at all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, er, early days, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know if you remember that summer, you know, that everybody was locked down that first lockdown summer was gorgeous, you know, yeah. it was like, like the sun was out every weekend and it was great and it was, and it was hot. And then it was like, you know, it would have been awesome to be able to play baseball that summer <laughs> instead yeah. of just, uh, you know, cutting the grass, yeah. um, you know, but, you know, it gave us time to, you know, work out some of the kinks and put in things like anchored bases and, and, and think about where we wanted to go from there, you know, building the backstop and all that. So. Yeah. And for those again watching on YouTube, you can see the picture <laughs> that Andy Brown uh, painted when he came to visit. Um, we were talking before when we were recording, like, I, I love Scotland. It's one of my favourite places on earth. And I think you've been blessed with one of the best places to play baseball just from the views alone. Um, which have been some of your favourite places to play in in Scotland? I'd agree with that. I mean, like, you know, I mean, certainly you develop uh, a bit of a bias towards your home field, <laughs> you know, uh, especially all the work that the guys have have, mm. have put into it and continue to put into it. So, um, you know, we really want to see that grow and get better. But I, I mean, all of the fields in Scotland kind of have their own um, their own kind of vibe to them. I mean, obviously the first field that I played on in Scotland was Glasgow. Um, and, you know, they've done a lot in recent years as well, you know, developing their field. And, and, and so um, I really feel like, you know, we maybe kind of started this, this resurgence of, you know, people maybe thinking a little bit more about, you know, what to do with, with, with their field areas, you know, um, Edinburgh has that kind of great closed in city ballpark feel with, yeah. you know, with the kind of, you know, higher buildings all the way around, you know, and, and, you know, that has some potential to be great as well. Um, you know, but everywhere has, has their problems and their issues, you know, that, that, that people have to work around, you know, whether that's just answering stupid questions, like, you know, what are you doing? Are you building a garden? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Or, or, or whether it's, you know, dealing with a shared space, you know, where, where, you know, where you might be more restricted in terms of, you know, what you can actually do to the field and mm. who do you have to talk to, to make that happen? You know, so, so everybody, all the teams up here, I really feel like they kind of have their own, their own story, their own journey as, as to what they've been able to do and what their plans are to do in the future. But I, but I think everybody is thinking about it um, now, maybe more so, than in the previous years um, of, you know, what are we doing five years from now? What are we doing 10 years from now? You know, what do we want this to look like and how do we get there from where we are? Yeah. Um, because I really feel like the, the ballpark atmosphere, once you can build that, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's cheesy, you know, to quote field of dreams, but you know, if you build it, they will come, you know, because, there's, there's a big difference, you know, our, again, our field is in a public area. There's a huge difference even now, just, just having installed the backstop that we did last year and, you know, having the anchored bases, 
and things like that and and getting the council to cut the grass the correct way that we want you know um and hopefully you know eventually putting up bleachers and and you know this kind of stuff to where when people come by uh they realize that something's there you know yeah, and yeah. and that they are in a ballpark um a place where you know baseball is played you know like, like whether they knew anything about baseball or not um and so um i think that the more teams that are able to develop something like that i think i think you'll see more and more interest uh come along you know nice um you, as you have again what what has been your favorite thing about scotland since you moved there I have, you can go full tourist boardness if you want to. Like I say, no, I I think the place is the best. So what what is it that that you love about Scotland? Scotland in general, I mean, like like I'm I'm a big literature guy, you know, and 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 it's obviously you know when I first moved here, I was living in Edinburgh, and I was that touristy American walking around taking pictures of buildings that didn't mean anything, you know, just just because they they were so different from you know, uh, kind of what I was used to. Um, and then, and then, you know, obviously all the, uh, you know, all the normal stuff, you know, all the, all, all the touristy bits, but then the longer that I lived here, um, you know, the more that I really felt at home. And, um, I think probably the, the big ticket for me was that, you know, pretty, pretty early after, after visiting here, when I would get on a plane to go back to the U S I didn't feel like I was going home. I felt like I was leaving home. And so I would say that just kind of that general sense of, um, there are some parallels between where I'm from and Scotland. So, uh, the South is, you know, kind of an, an entity to itself in terms of its culture and in terms of kind of how it, 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 it nestles into the United States. And I feel like Scotland very much uh, has that kind of sensibility to itself as well. Um, and, you know, you got kind of a hearty working class people for the most part with you know, family values and good whiskey. So, you know, there's, oh, yeah. it's kind of hard to go wrong there. <laughs> What's your favorite uh, whiskey? Uh, I don't know. I, I like a space side, uh, occasionally. I, I, I tend to like the peatier stuff though. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, it's funny. Like I lived here for a while and then I went back, back to the States for two years. When I was in the States, I didn't drink anything but Scots because it reminded me of Scotland. And then now I don't drink anything but bourbon because it reminds me of home. <laughs> so, uh, and because Scotch gives me heartburn because I'm getting old. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but occasionally I do like uh, something a bit peatier, uh, Lagavulin or mm -hmm. uh, something like that. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, let's have a chat then about your season so far. You're currently sat sixth, as a time recording, sixth in the AAA and first in the single A development league. Uh, you come a long way since since you started. So we're fourth. We're fourth. Triple A. Yeah. Oh right. Let me uh, let me not sound like a numpty. <laughs> now so, we're 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 six and six. So so yeah. we're so we're we're set even for uh, you know going into these last uh, push of the games, 
And it, it you know, it, it's it's kind of a misnomer because you know we're we're sitting we're sitting fourth currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we've seen this kind of we were sitting in, in second spot for quite a while in AAA. Um, and then there's this uh this kind of traffic jam between second, third, and fourth, which everybody, you know, is is either essentially sitting with the same record and then, you know, based on who's had the most recent win or, or, you know, whatever the ruling is, you know, thus far, um, you know, every week has the potential, you know, to see those three fluctuate and change back and forth. Mm. Uh, one of the Edinburgh clubs, you know, uh, that they got off to a really hot start, but now the other team, uh, the other Edinburgh team, uh, the devils has, has, has kind of built up some, some momentum. And of course, you know, they're, they're a great team as well. Last year's champs and, um, you know, the cannons, uh, cannons have just looked super sharp all year long. So, you know, those, uh, those clubs are always, you know, really competitive, but then you've got, you know, um, you, you, you really can't overlook any team in this league, uh, because the second you do, you'll get sniped by somebody, um, you know, I already mentioned Glasgow, you know, that they've got a great winning history there. Um, and their second team, you know, th- this year as well, you know, like every team has at least a couple of players that you're a little bit afraid of. Um, and I think that's something that makes the league great. And what it is, is, is that you can't look past anybody based on their record, you know, uh, you know, just because, you know, somebody might've, you know, dropped a couple of games, you know, or whatever, you can't sleep on anyone because, uh, you know, they'll, they'll remind you you know, kind of, kind of the talent level that, that, that we have here, which I think is always surprising to people. Yeah. Um, you know, even people that have played in other places, uh, you know, uh, the, the, you know, every, every team has, has a couple of guys, you know, when they throw that ball or, or when they step up to the plate, you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. I, I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, uh, this is a, a lot of talent, uh, in, in Scottish baseball. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Who do you think brings the most sense to your team? That's a tough one, man. <laughs> like, uh, you know, any one person on our team, you know, they everybody brings something to the table. And I think that, you know, again, I'm I'm being biased towards my guys because, you know, I think I think everybody has something to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's I don't know. I, I feel like that can be a boon for a team uh, in that, you know, you don't have, you know, kind of the one trick pony, you know, like, like we've got several people that, that have a lot of experience from, um, you know, from, from other places. I mean, we were able to pick up some people this year who are new to our team, but have played in the league before, you know, guys that have won awards here uh, recently. Um, And, you know, it was great for us this year um, to really see that because, you know, it gave us a little bit of validation, you know, because at, at that point, I mean, you know, we'd be kind of preaching to each other about, you know, you know, eventually things are going to, you know, pan out for us. And, you know, if, if we just keep doing the things that we're doing, you know, people are going to be attracted to us and, and want to come play on our t- uh, team. Um, and this year, you know, that happened a little bit. And, 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 and so it's, it's great to see, both the people who have been here from, from the beginning and kind of grinding away and, and really, you know, making those steps towards, you know, I mean, guys that, 
that had never picked up a baseball before they came to us or making steps towards being, you know, kind of in that AAA starting nine, you know. Uh, but then, you know, also, you know, we have enough um, – enough talent or, or, or enough, um, yeah. enough composure now that we're starting to attract some of the other talent in the area. And, and, and so it's, it's hard to give you a single name. I mean, you know, I could give you several, I mean, we've got, you know, uh, Marina DeAngelis obviously, you know, uh, is, is a great addition and, and, and she's one of our coaches as well. Uh, it's just, just absolutely phenomenal what she does on the training field as well as on the baseball field. Uh, some of the quickest reflexes you'll see at shortstop anywhere. Um, and, you know, we uh, had a couple of new pickups this year um, in, you know, uh, Tom Knox from, you know, the, the Boston area, but then you've got uh, Paul Gardner, who is also, um, you know, award-winning at his position, you know, within our league um, and, you know, picking those guys up, you know, and, and, and kind of filling in the spots last year, uh, his and Yen came out for us late in the season and he was a big game changer for us. And I've said this a couple of times in other places, but, um, you know, he's a great pitcher and, 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 and we love having him on the mound. But one of the big things that he does for us is that he allows to play these other talented players in their preferred positions. You know, so so when we have everybody there on the day, we're a pretty dangerous team, you know, and, um, you know, we got um, and then we have a lot of people who have the ability to play in lots of different places. You know, um, we've got um, Ryan Mandala, who, who is typically our center fielder, but he can play infield. He can pitch a little bit. Um, David Farr, uh, who started uh, playing youth baseball in Scotland. Uh, you know, back in the day has like, you know, came out and, and he pitches, he's our, uh, our, our starting catcher currently plays first base. So we got guys that we can shop around in kind of different situations because, you know, uh, kind of the elephant in the room that, that, that no one ever, you know, talks about is, is, is the fact that, you know, this is an adult league and people have lives and families and jobs and everybody's not going to be there every week, you know? So that's been the big difference for us is that, you know, missing one or two people doesn't sink us for a game, yeah. you know, having, having that kind of depth at, at, at the roster, you know, there's always going to be a couple of weeks where you're just kind of like, eh, that's, you know, that, that's pushing a little bit, you know, as, as, as far as, you know, who you've got in your mind as, as who you want to see on that starting lineup. But then you've got guys again, who, you know, maybe two years ago, you wouldn't have considered them as a starting triple a option, but now maybe they've kind of moved up and they progressed to where they certainly are that, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I, I really think everybody brings something to the table and as long as you can acknowledge that and, figure out how to use that to the club or the team's best advantage, uh, then that's going to be beneficial to you, you know. Brilliant. Jason, I wish you had more time to chat, but unfortunately I'm running out of it. Uh, so that's the last good, word uh, traditionally goes out to the guests, so the floor is all yours. Any shout-outs you want to give or anything else you want to mention before we part ways? Yeah, honestly, man, just uh, the only shout-out that I'm going to give right now is to is to my team. Uh, you know, uh, these guys, 
and ladies have, you know, busted their rear ends. Uh, some, some for years, you know, some have just joined us, but everybody, um, you know, everybody at the end of the day, uh, is really taking steps and, and doing what they need to do to, um, you know, to not only grow the sport in our area, but, you know, but, but to be com as, as competitive as we can be. Uh, and it's something that, that we've said before is that, you know, we're not, we're not building a team, you know, we're, we're building a legacy, you know, we're, we're trying to build something that's, that's going to be around for a long time. Yeah. Um, and, and those who are putting in that work, um, I hope that they feel, you know, the gratification from it, you know, because, uh, because without them, it certainly wouldn't happen. Um, and I think the people that have put in that work, uh, for the most part, uh, should, should feel proud of what they've done, uh, because, and what they will, you know, hopefully continue to do, uh, because it's not something that anybody could do. And it's not something that happens everywhere. And it's something special that we have, uh, again, being biased, something special we have in Tayport. So, um, I'll just leave it. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Perfect. Right, I'm going to do a little sign off, but don't go anywhere. I know chat to is done. Uh, Jason, that's brilliant. Where can we we find you on social medias, or where can people contact you if you want to um, join or get the kids involved in Tape Up Breakers Baseball Club? Yeah, so you can reach out to us on uh, on Facebook. You, know, you just just search for Tape Up Baseball Club. Um, we also have our own uh, dedicated webpage, so uh, tapeportbaseball.co.uk. Uh, and there's a first thing you'll see on there is a little message button and that'll send us uh, a direct contact uh, and, and we'll be able to fill you in from there and get you and get you out and get you playing baseball. <laughs> great stuff. Jason, thanks for your time. I hope uh, you and the family have a, have a great week and I'll chat to you soon. Thanks a lot, man. Take it easy. Ta-ra.